Hallelujah. Praise him. Praise him. Jesus is indeed alive. Libado sandele dicado saprande leve. Lika zubada zedebre dicabaza danda. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. We exalt your holy name. Father, we exalt your holy name. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Mande sibadiga lembro setedicada. We thank you, O God, for your great mercy. We thank you, O God, for your great love. We thank you, O God, for your great compassion. And we bless your name. Now, God, minister and speak to us. I commit each and everyone that is watching into your hands. Anyone that is also going beyond watching but also sharing, commit them into your hands. That your mighty blessing will locate them. In Jesus Christ's name. Satan, you are under our feet. You are a defeated foe. That's where you remain. As far as this service is concerned. We plead the blood of Jesus. Upon all our gadgets and technology. And declare the word of God will come on him there. Let the utterance, let the wells be unblocked. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. We bless God and we give thanks to God. We give thanks to God for his kindness and for his mercies. This is our Thanksgiving service part two. Our Thanksgiving service part two. I want to thank God and bless God for how far he has brought us. Even in 2020, how far he has brought us. Maybe you are not aware. It is by his mercies why we are where we are. But I tell you, many people started the year with us, but they are no longer with us. So God has been good to us. God has been good to us. I want you to take about 60 seconds and begin to thank God. Just thank Him. Thank Him. God is good. Thank Him. Lift up your voice. Mando ligadu zaba lembro sokoto blelegedia lembra gidata rafade lengrestabali kadisabrando ikalemra dos kabala kadis manti balaba Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Father, we give you praise. We exalt your holy name. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being the God that you are. Thank you that even in times and our moments of weaknesses and unfaithfulness, you have remained steadfast. You have remained unchangeable. Unchangeable God, doing great and mighty things, always extending great mercy to us. We want to bless you. Men we bless your name, Father, in the name of Jesus. Receive your praise, bless the Holy Ghost. Receive your praise, O Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Yes, I want you to know that thanksgiving is a sacrifice that you are placing on an altar. The altar. You are placing something on the altar. Did you know that your altar must always have fire continuously? Because in the Old Testament, the standard was set. And in the Old Testament, he said, let not this fire, let not this fire ever quench. It must be a perpetual fire on the altar. On the altar, a perpetual fire. That means you need to always have something on the altar. And praise. Praise is a legally designated way 
a legally designated currency, a legally de- designated um, a mode for, for you to put something on the altar. We don't need to bring any blood, any bulls, any goats, any cows, any chickens anymore. That has been that has been what? Super cancelled. And it's been cancelled. And now the, the, the substitutionary blood of Jesus Christ is speaking on the altar. So we don't need to bring any blood. However, in the Old Testament, there were different types of sacrifices. And when we hear the word sacrifice, we mean there's, that means there's an altar. When you hear sacrifices, it means there's an altar. We had burnt offering. We had fellowship offering. Pastor, I need you to be putting the scriptures on for me, please. We have burnt offering. We have fellowship offering. We have different, different types of, even sin offering. Sin offering. We had a wave offering. They take something and then they wave it before the Lord. That is why today... That one, we don't bring any animal. You wave your hands. When you say lift up your hands, that's why the Bible says that lifting up holy hands, men ought to lift up holy hands and pray always. Prayer is a legally designated um, sacrifice. A legally designated sacrifice that must be on our, our altar post Calvary. We don't need any blood. We don't need any goats. Post Calvary, your offerings, your tithes, your praise, your worship, your prayer. These are some of the different offerings that you can put on the altar. Different kinds of offerings you can put on the altar. So, ladies and gentlemen, give thanks. Let us give him thanks again. Another 60 seconds. And let us give him thanks again. Let us give him thanks again. Leviticus 1 3 says, If offering is a burnt offering of the head, let him offer male without blemish, free of free will. I want the one that says the script, the, the fire must burn. The fire must burn continuously. The fire must burn continuously. Leviticus chapter now, 6 verse 13. It says the fire must be kept burning continuously on the altar. It must not go off. Amen. Leviticus chapter what? 6 verse 13. Read it. It says, remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. The fire must be burning. The fire must be burning at the altar at all times. Now, if you want to see a backsliding Christian, go upon their altar and you will see. There's no fire there. There's no fire of prayer. If you want to know a backsliding, a Christian that is on their way out of the kingdom and back into the world and straight to hell, they don't pray. This fasting is a form of sacrifice. Jesus said, this kind goeth not except by what? Fasting and prayer. So fasting is another higher level of sacrifice where you are presenting your body as a higher living sacrifice. Denying yourself of food. So you want to see a backsliding Christian? Go to their altar. Just check their altar. There's no prayer there. There is no fasting there. There's no reading of your Bible. It's a sacrifice. It takes sacrifice to read your Bible consistently. To read your Bible daily. Not missing, not even one day. Every day, it takes sacrifice. That means you have to sacrifice some sleep. 
Some of you love sleep too much. Sleep is more important to you than your time with God. So you, you rather sleep. So your, your altar is deficient. It has got nothing on it. You see a backsliding Christian, there's nothing on your altar. No prayer, no pr- they ask for praise, forget it. Praise is far away. They only see when demons are around them, when their altars are attracting demons. You see that they winch, they complain, they murmur, they can't see anything good. Nothing good can come out of Nazareth for them. Nothing can please them. Nothing. They winch, they complain. That is a backsliding Christian. Whose state? Whose state? Is, 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 is picarous. Very, very dangerous state. Yes. So check your life. Check yourself right now. Yes. Check yourself right now. What are you prepared to sacrifice? What are you prepared to put on the altar? You talk about greatness, but you are not ready to put in any sacrifice. Don't you know what Jesus Christ said? He said, take up your cross and follow me. That means Take up Christianity is about sacrifice. It's about losing something. It's about dying to something. It's about placing your life on the altar. For Paul said it this way. It's not I that live anymore by Christ because I am dead. I've been sacrificed. But when Christ died, I died with him. That's why I like this song by, by Prophet T.B. Joshua's um, singers. He said, when Jesus died, I died. When he rose, I rose. Since power over me is broken. Yes, that is, that is the reality. But see a backslidden Christian. On their altar will be, you know, it's like, an altar is like a kitchen. When a kitchen is used, it's, it's neat. There's always smell, there's good smell. When you go to a proper woman's kitchen, you hear, you smell baking, you smell food. You know, and it's being clean. It is, you know, you see that there are signs that there's things happening in the kitchen. Go to a lazy woman's kitchen. There are cobwebs even on the stove. On the stove. There are cobwebs on the stove. There are cobwebs. It means this kitchen is not being used. It means this kitchen is not being used. As for the, as for the cooking utensils, if there are any, they will be filled with what? Spirogyra and green. You know, it will be moldy. But it's not being used. It's not being cooked. Go to their fridge. You, you, you cannot hold your nose because... Everything is expired. Nothing is being kept, kept properly. The house of a slugger. The house of a lazy person. Yes, you see these, these things. But go to a diligent woman's house. Go to a diligent person's house. You see that there's order. You see that things are being done. You see that things that are broken are being repaired. Yes. So it is the altar of our lives. The Bible says that present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So your body in itself is an altar. Your body in itself is an altar. And it determines a lot. What is happening on the altar will determine what is going to happen in your life. But let me, let me tell you this. Altars are legally ordained ways for spirits to commune and you know, deal with humanity. Altars are places where transactions happen between humanity and spirits. Therefore, when there is an altar, the spirit that is being serviced on the altar will now influence the human that is what? That comes to that altar. Yes. Yes. So, please. Altars. 
What is on your altar? Whinging, complaining, murmuring, stealing, all sorts of things. Abominable things. You know, the Bible says that these people were, were, these, these people were offering strange sacrifices, strange fires. Some of you have strange fires on your altars. Very strange fires. They are evil altars. Altars that have been corrupted. Altars have been corrupted through gossip, through a lifestyle of gossip, through a lifestyle of slander, through a lifestyle of ingratitude and ungratefulness, through a lifestyle. You, you have corrupted the altar. Now there are strange fires on the altar. And therefore, it attracts strange spirits. It attracts strange spirits. When the guys try to uh, put strange fires on the altar, you know the Lord killed them. The Lord killed them. The Lord killed them. Strange, strange sacrifices. Yes. What is on your altar? What is on your altar? So then, Leviticus 10 verse 1 says, Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took the censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire, strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. What is on the altar of your life? What is on the altar of your life? What spirits are you attracting? So, uh, there's some that I have, this, please don't deceive yourself. How, how are you, uh, what is, what sacrifice of prayer have you put there? You think that two minutes, two minutes prayer that you are praying is, is something? Uh, keep on joking and keep on deceiving yourself. Even if it is two minutes that you are praying, are you consistent? Because two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, over time it adds up. Are you consistent? Even with the two minutes, are you consistent? Consistency, it matters. Consistency, it matters when it comes to altars and spiritual things. Consistency matters. Can't give two minutes today, then you have to wait another Sunday to give two minutes again. You are not consistent. You are not consistent. Consistency matters. You can't give like okay, you are bringing. My, you can't give your tithe this month, next month to say no. Uh, I have to buy a tithe, so I can't give my tithe. You are not consistent. Your altar, the fire will die. You are offering strange fires. Your the fire will die. You are offering strange fires. You got to be consistent. Because it is consistency that will cause the breakthrough to come. Yes. You got to be consistent. Hallelujah. You have to be consistent. I tell you, you got to be consistent. So, altars determine. Let me tell you, all our lives is about altars. Whether you believe it or not, our lives, what is happening now, it is based on the altar. Some of you, you know, and altars are not just structures that are built down. You can have different types of altars. Eh? You can have a river as an altar. In India, the Ganges has become an altar. People call it the holy river. They go and bath in it and they believe all sorts of things from it. Animals can become altars. In the same India, they, have, they believe the cow is a special animal. Because they believe in reincarnation. It has become an altar. And they offer sacrifice. In India, the same India that we are talking about, people offer, um, I've, seen a, I've seen one that the, 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 the temple, they, they have rats there. And the God is a rat. They say God of the rat God. And you, you should see rats there. And you dare not step on the rats. They feed them. This is that, that's a sacrifice they give to them. They feed them. They take good care of them. I tell you. Snakes. India has got over 200 million gods, idols, and each of them has got an altar. 
Each of them has got an altar. Yeah. So an altar, don't, don't, don't be narrow-minded. Even your body can be an altar. Somebody can even take your picture and use it to do what? An evil order. If you bring, when, when you say, okay, bring a picture as a point of contact, what you are trying to do is that you are going to, you are bringing this picture and it's becoming an altar of the love, you know, the loved one, the picture of the loved one said, God, please, we want this person to, say, to be saved. So he said, the pastor said, okay, bring the picture of your loved one. Let's pray over it. What, has the, what, the, what, the author, what is the pastor doing? Some people do this, but they don't even understand the spiritual mechanism behind it. What you are doing is that the picture is going to become an altar. And based on the sacrifice of prayer, you are invoking the spirit of God to come and intervene and rule over the affairs of the person in the picture. Yes. That's why we tell you, come and bring your, your picture. Bring your picture. But in the same way, somebody can use your picture, but this time he's not invoking the spirit of God. He's using your picture and he's, your, the picture becomes an altar and he invokes curses. He invokes curses which are which are what? A sacrifice upon the picture and invokes evil spirits to afflict you. And they can even go a step ahead because they, they, are, they are not restricted. They cannot they can still offer the blood of animals. So they can even go further and kill an animal or give money to the custodian of the altar and say kill an animal and pour their blood to strengthen their cases. That is why for us, eh, for us as Christians, when you come, you, 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 you bring something to the altar. One, you are bringing words, and the words are prayer, and the prayer is what? The sacrifice on it. But to strengthen it, you don't come empty-handed as well. You bring you know, money also as a sacrifice. Because we can't bring goods and cows to sacrifice. That one is not allowed. Jesus has dealt with that already. So then in the other side, they can take your picture. The picture becomes an altar. But then they will kill and foul as well. And that, that is stronger. Now, compare somebody who has taken a picture, your picture for instance, you have now become the altar upon which they are going to sacrifice. And he, he, says, he says, I want this person to be barren. I want this husband, I want their marriage to break. So the, the custodian of the altar, the wicked agent, human agent, he does his incantation. Then he says, okay, the evil, they says that the God says that they need a goat or they need a cow or they need a, a crocodile, crocodile tail. So where am I going to get that? He says, okay, give me money. I'll go and buy it for you. But they are all crooks. They will chop their money. Or they will go and get something. They, 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 are, they, they use tricks. They can take the money but they might use a fowl, but they will tell you they are using crocodile tail because they know you cannot get crocodile tail. So you give more money for crocodile tail, but they will use a fowl. Eh? Now, compare yourself. Eh? This person who has used the blood of a fowl in addition to the words, compare that to you, that you say you have come to church. You've come. You're also taking a picture and you're afraid. Only words. Bring, put your hand in your pocket and also add something, an additional thing to back and push. You say no. You bring, you bring five pounds. You bring, you bring two pounds. You bring, you just there and you'll be watching. Compare the strength of your altar and the strength of that person's altar. Please, let me show you something that is in the Bible to shock you. Did you know this king, put that scripture there. Did you know about this king? 
who fought the Israelites. And before the Israelites were gone, no prophecy had even come that they were going to win. And this Israelite, um, this, um, this um, Canaanite um, king, he saw he was losing the war. He took his firstborn son, sacrificed him on the wall. Suddenly, by spiritual legalities, there was great indignation against the Israelites. There was great indignation. And so they began to lose the war, although they had God on their side. So let me tell you, please. You see, unless you understand these spiritual realities, nobody's after your money. It is about spiritual realities. If somebody has gone to kill a cow to destroy you, and you, you come and you bring just prayer and one, and, and you know, Jesus said this kind. So maybe it's not just prayer. You need to add fasting. And after prayer and fasting, you need to also bring a thanksgiving sacrifice. Say, God, thank you. I haven't seen it, but thank you. I give this. I bring it to your house and I give this money. God, I can't sacrifice a goat, but I bring this thanksgiving offering. 200 pounds, 100 pounds, 1,000 pounds, whatever it is. Come as, as you come because somebody has gone to kill a cow. A cow is almost, you know, we are looking about uh, almost a thousand uh, seven hundred to thousand pounds, depending on the size of the cow. Yes, and somebody has done that. You you bring five pounds. You are a joker. You are a joker. You don't understand spirituality. Let me tell you, when it comes to spiritual things, eh, this is what many people don't understand. When it comes to spiritual things, eh. Law is law. Law is absolute. Whether you know it or not, it doesn't matter. It will work against you. This is why there are a lot of Christians, they are there prancing about Christ has redeemed it from the case of the law and whatever. But it is just like, you know, you are in prison and you are just there, you know, reading magazines and watching Oprah Winfrey and being happy and excited. Motivational things. You never come out. Unless you apply legalities. So, for instance, if you can come out of that prison, you need to petition to the parole, um, the parole committee. You need to do an appeal through a lawyer or a court and demand that your case is reviewed. You don't sit down there and be watching Oprah Winfrey and say you come out. You never come out. Because it's not legal. Oprah Winfrey is not legal. In the realms of the spirit, legalities, it is all about legalities. And, and it is established for spirits. If they are going to, spirits affect whatever human beings are doing. And they affect us through altars. They affect us through altars. They affect us through altars. Legally, a spirit can do nothing unless a man invites. A man invites the spirit to come. And because we are legal custodians here on earth. And if that spirit will come, he demands a sacrifice. And the sacrifice must be put on an altar. Do you see that there? So these are the legalities. My brothers and my sisters, it's all about it. Some of you, no, we, 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 because of even where you come from, there are altars that, there are altars when your nation was being formed. The wickedness that was used to, 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 to you know, the, the ancestors, like slave trade, all these wars, you know, all these sort of things that we did, they are altars. And legally, legally, they have given Satan the right to afflict us. Legally. Legally. They have given Satan the right to afflict us. So nations can be altars. 
where you come from, you see that they are, the nation itself is an altar. Everybody needs is an altar. The nation itself is an altar. There are sacrifices that are going on in the nation. Yes. That is why you find out that in some nations, eh, in some nations, every, no, South Africans are very different from Mozambicans or Botswanas or Muzab uh, Zimbabweans are very different from West African people. It is because of the altars from which they, their background are coming from. So you see that legally, legally, because you come from this country or because you come from that country, there is a characteristic about you. You say you come from Nigeria, there's a characteristic that people associate with you, even though you might not be so, because those who have been able to extract themselves out of that are people who have understood legalities and spiritual realities and have extracted themselves out of it and are shining and excelling and are not being controlled by that wicked altar of their nation, of their nations. Yes. Yes. There are some countries, like now, go to America, among the black people. The women are not marrying. Divorce is very rampant. Now they are just having babies and baby mothers, baby mothers, baby mothers. Baby mothers. It's an altar there. It's an altar. Now, let me show you something. Let me show you something. It says, you put there, it says, then he took his eldest son, who would have reigned in his place, and offered him as a bed offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation. So they departed from him and returned to their own land. Yes, that is it. Altars. Altars. God was on the side of the Israelites, Israelite people. But these guys sacrifice of a human being. What did the Israelite people bring? Only words, only prophetic words. Is that all? No, no, no. They had invoked something that was very strong. And God was bound. Not that God is not powerful. In the realms of the spirit, legalities and laws are absolute. So God was bound. There was nothing he could do. The Israelites had to lose the war. The Israelites had to lose the war. They had to lose the war. If, if this preaching, if you should, you should leave, then you, the authors that are fighting against you, are, 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 they are too strong. I, I beg, I, I beseech for God's message for you. That you will leave such a preaching. This thing that is going to bring turn around to your life. So you, you, you ask God for grace to listen and listen intelligently. I am telling you. Listen and listen intelligently. Let me show you something in Judges. Powers of authors. So we have already established altars are legal entrance points, medium points where spirits come and they interact with human beings. And anything can be an altar. People go to rivers. Eh? People go to and offer sacrifices. The river, the river is an altar. People go to trees and sacrifice and give sacrifices to the tree. Now, when you are in places like when you are in Africa, for instance, you see some of these things are realities. We have something that's like a crossroad altar. You go to a fake or a wicked or a fetish place, they'll tell you, go and put a sacrifice, go and put a sacrifice on a crossroad. What are they trying to do? They are trying to mimic the cross of Jesus Christ as an altar. But this is for satanic purposes and rituals and, and wickedness. And they do these things and you see that there are certain spots that are accident prone. People don't understand it. Certain spots that are accident prone, people don't understand. They go and do these people in the area, the spirits now begin to affect the people in the area. 
So that means lustfulness is released, premature um, um, pregnancies and relations. No, things are released when these things are done. Don't take it for granted. That is why you must build your own personal order. Eh? Your own personal order upon which Jesus Christ is the foundation as a Christian. And you must have prayer on it, hot prayers on it, praises on it, worship on it, sacrificing offerings, tithes, covenant partners, giving extra, supporting the passing cup. Anything you want to do to add more fire to your, your altar, you have to do it. And you don't do it once. Once is not enough. Consistency is the key. Once is not enough. Consistency is the key. Once or twice is not enough. Consistency is the key. Consistency is the key. Judges chapter 6. This is the story of a great man called Gideon. A great man called Gideon. Now, this altar that we are talking about, this was his problem. This was his problem. Sister, because of the altars that have been erected, satanic evil altars that have been erected in your family, that's why nothing is happening. That is why nothing is happening in the family. Brother, that is why nothing is happening. That is why, you know, you find certain traits, certain things. Because, listen, altars, eh, where there's an altar, there's a spirit. And the spirit will now enter into an agreement which is known as a covenant. And the stipulations of the covenant will now detect the realities that will be happening in your life. And you can't go to Satan and think that he'll give you something for free. That is why in some families, you see the symptoms manifesting. And we pray normally against the symptoms, forgetting that the symptoms are a result of the stipulations that are coming from the altar to a covenant. And so altar draws the spirit based on the sacrifice. The spirit comes, he enters into a covenant with you. The covenant have terms and conditions. And if there are terms and conditions, then there must also be enforcers. You see that? So now the terms and conditions, and then there are enforcers, demonic enforcers, spiritual enforcers, who must enforce a covenant. If you try to break it, it, it will remind you quickly and sharply. Like if the stipulations of the evil altar of your family say, no woman should marry because the spirit says, I have married all of you. You are all my wives. That is why sometimes in some families, very beautiful girls, very beautiful ladies, but nobody seems to be able to marry. Well-educated, having good jobs. The moment a man comes, I know a woman, anytime a man comes to propose, the man will die. Three times the man, the, 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 the fiancés died. Three times. He went to the pastor. The pastor didn't really understand his legalities. So he just advised the woman, please, just stay. Don't marry again. But that's not the solution. But the altar is still there. The altar is still there. What the pastor should have done was that. He should have treated the altar and demolished the altar. If the altar is broken, then the covenant to you come and nullify it. All this, you use Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, and all other technical things that God has given to us. Then, after you have dealt with the altar, you deal with the covenant, you break the covenant by the blood of Jesus and superimpose the covenant we have through the blood of Jesus in your life. Then after that, you come and attack those who have been assigned to enforce the covenant. 
So those are the witches, the wizards. Those are the evil bosses. Those are the wicked people that will do wickedness. Don't fight the flesh. Fight the spirit that is using them as agents to enforce evil covenants which are based on evil authors and foundations. I hope you understand what we are talking about. I hope you understand what we are talking about. I really do. What is happening in your life is because of an altar. The good that you are enjoying is because you are connected to an altar. A church is an altar. Yeah. And based on the prayer life and the fasting life and the Bible, the closeness of the man of God, you can invoke even the altar of the man of God and say, where is the Lord God of my father? You can invoke that. That is why we have in, you know, in Bible, God of Abraham, God of Isaac. What are we doing? All these men, all these men, they had altars. I can show you Genesis 13 or so. Abraham, Abraham had an altar. Isaac had an altar. Jacob had an altar. All of them had altars. They built God altars. So when you say God of Abraham, God of what you are doing is that remember that our father Abraham entered into a covenant with you, built an altar, invoked your presence. You came. You entered into an agreement with him. You said, in blessing, I'll bless you. These were the things that were going to do to affect Abraham and all his ancestors. So remember your word. Suddenly, without much you have to do, God is obliged because he's a covenant-keeping God. And he will answer you. He will answer you sharp. Sharp cry. He will answer you very, very quick. Yes. That is why I want, there's a certain sister. She has done something, a great sacrifice. She placed a great sacrifice. And, you know, she didn't, what she did, it wasn't normal. Even in honoring me as a prophet, as a, as a father. Based on this, this person, unless she doesn't pray, unless she doesn't do what I'm telling, I'm telling you, like to invoke and say, where is the Lord God, my Father? Because she has done something, placed something, a great sacrifice. It was a great sacrifice for her, what she did. A great sacrifice. And I know, if she would listen and pray, and you have to pray it, not once, not twice. Keep on praying until you see results. But I can tell you, results will come quick. Hallelujah. Praise Him. So, altars bring spirits, good or bad. Spirits come and negotiate with man that this is what we want to do here on earth, but you, we have to do it through what medium, the medium of altar. So, they establish agreements which are known as covenants, which are binding oaths. Binding, binding, legally binding. You can't break it. If it's for you and your generations and generations, it will be there still. If it is a curse, it will be there. If you go, I know, I know, in, in, even in our tradition, even in Ghana, in our tradition, I know some of our ancestors, they went to, they went to get these gods. They spoke to rivers. Some believe that rivers were gods. Some believe that trees were gods. So they will go and say, oh God, uh, river, you are our God. You are our, you are the one that is causing our harvest to be bountiful. Here we have brought we have brought this 
produce, we brought this calf. In those days, they were even doing human sacrifice. They would kill people and sacrifice it to the river. And spirits now come and live in the river. So you see that even now, up to now, this time we can't, you can't kill anybody because by law, you can't do that. By human law, you can't do that. But by the spiritual law, is still there. So what happens? People go and go and swim in the river and every year, somebody must die. Every year, three or four people must drown in that river. People know that the river is killing, but they also go and, and every year, like, like there's, a, there's a beach in Ghana here. Every year, people die. They die they, on holidays, June 1st, July, and other holidays. They know that people die, but they still go. Every year. Because it has become a sacrifice. And they have certain beliefs. You go there and you go and really examine it. They will tell you Tuesday there is no fishing because the God, the, the, the sea God doesn't allow fishing. So you go to these communities. You see that you go there, they will be there on Tuesday just mending their nets. They will never go fishing. But these are people also who on Sunday will come and sit in church. Yes, I'm telling you. These are things that are happening. So you sit down there and say you don't believe in anything. I tell you, your life is being controlled by an altar. Whether you believe it or not. This is, uh, is, I'm just giving an example in Africa. But wherever you come from, there's an altar there. There is an altar there. There is an altar there. Maybe you don't know, but there is an altar there. Yes. There is an altar there. If you really do your research, you will find a trend, a certain way of... No, altars, and you can have national altars. You can have geographical, regional altars. Then you can, it, it comes down right down to family. Family altars. And in families, you know, just like, 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 like uh, just look at yourself. Maybe you have three children. So your three children, you and your three children, you have family. Then in the olden days, what they do is that then you, 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 you start, you, you know, you live in your own village, you start your own family. So your three children now become different three roots of you. Or your four children become four roots from you. And you form a family. But you see that maybe out of that, the three children, eh, that your three children, when, when they were alive, one of them maybe served God. Or one of them maybe honored you, the father or the mother. So you bless them like Ham, like, like Noah's children. So you bless them. So out of the three, they are all in the same family. They come from the same blood. But maybe one, one side of the family, they seem to be prospering. But those who come from this particular child, and no, child B, let's say child A, B, C. And child A, B, C. They, they, they are your children. Child A, B, C. Now, child B doesn't respect. Child A doesn't also respect. didn't do anything special. But child C honored the father. Was the one that was always close to the father. So the father was always blessing the child. But the others will say, you people, it's not, it shall not be well with and saying all sorts of things through ignorance. Two generations afterwards, you will trace it and you find out that the children of child B and C, they will amount to nothing. It's like once you come from that one, you must have three children before you, the man will approach you. But the one that the children of child A, of, of A you will see that that one and her children and children's children, they, they, they seem to be blessed. Look, look at your family carefully. You will see some of these things that I'm talking about. You will see that one side of the family, maybe from your uncle's side, they are all educated. 
But from your mat, your own mother's side, from your own mother's side, nothing good is coming out from there. Or you find out that from one side, maybe they are all married. But this time to divorce in Kwan. Only divorce. You see that this side of the everybody is getting hypertension and diabetes. You see that this side of the family, everybody would, would you know, your children, you, you, your children will die. You give birth, you have miscarriages, or your children will die. Or one of you, that's something, some of them, madness, madness runs through the, that side of the family, maybe on the father's side. Examine it, what I'm telling you. you so don't be thinking about altars as we know them traditionally in, in, in Africa only. No, don't think about that. There are altars everywhere. Altars. Don't you have witch doctors? Don't you have obia men? Are they not custodians? Yes, that is also altars. That is, that is another form of altar. That controls the area. That you can have from, so you can have national altars. So by reason of where you come from, you have certain characteristics. You have certain, even certain physical features. Please, believe what I am telling you. Why don't you want to believe it? About this hist historical part of things. But you go to a doctor, and the doctor will ask for your history, your medical history, your mother's history, your father's history, ask you. That one, it is okay. But you, what I'm talking, you say, oh, Christ has redeemed me from the case of the law. Okay, when you go to the doctor, and the doctor is asking about your medical history, your mother's side, your father's side, don't, do you say that Christ has redeemed you from the law? Let us, come on, let us be real. Let us look at realities and spiritual technicalities here and stop this, this argument you are arguing with me in your head. Stop it. It's not going to, look at your life. Check your life and see what I am talking about. Accept the realities because this is what God says that is if we accept it and we take it and we deal with the authors, the covenants will lose its power. The enforcers, we ask for them, we just blow them and they'll fall off. Yes. And you'll be free. You have permanent breakthrough, not temporary breakthroughs. Because you're only dealing with the leaves, not the root. Hallelujah. Yes, I tell you. These are realities. It is time we worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And understand spiritual realities. Kalabasikata, brother. Yes. So even the, because of where you come from, where you come from, you say I have Ghanaians, for instance. We have pen, we have. I know when you see it, when a Ghanaian sees a Ghanaian, you can tell this is another Ghanaian. Why? Oh yes, it's because of the bloodline. It is because of the altars that that tied uh, that that, that the, the country was constructed under, and it's strong. It is in our bloodline. It is being maintained through the bloodline. So you can see a Ghanaian, you can see even your accent. It shows which authors you are, you are from. Very peculiar. Yes. Let me tell you, even among ourselves as West African, Nigerians, um, Togolese, Benin, we know the difference amongst ourselves. To the white man, we are all the same, but we know when you see a Ghanaian, you can see a Ghanaian. No, this is a Nigerian. Even the Nigerians in Ghana, when we see them, we know that this is a Nigerian. Why? Altars. Yeah. Altars under which we were called. It is very strong. So don't tell me about the fact that oh, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. It is true. It is a positional truth, but it's not a reality. 
For it to become a reality, you got to engage the rules of you have to take the rules of engagement and, and, and enforce. We are enforcers. That is why we are priests and kings. That is why he said he has made us priests and kings. But many of us don't know. So we are there. A priest makes decrees. So you decree against the altar. And then, uh, no, a king said so we are royal priests. We are kings and priests. Revelation also says he has made us kings and priests unto our God. So a priest offers sacrifices on the altar. So that your altar will be more stronger than your ancestral altars. Your national altars, your area altars, your family altars. And let me tell you, if you are married, your husband's family altars and national altars all also come into it. Your wives also come into it. Yes. Yes. So as a priest, you need to place certain things on your altar. And there must be always fire on the altar. Yes. You don't do it once and stop. There must always be fire on the altar. Revelation 1 success, and he has made us kings and priests to his God and our Father. So you must function as a priest. This is how you deal with the altars. Because altars are controlling everything here on earth, whether you know it or not. So you must decree and, 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 and decree. So in the past, we didn't understand some of these things. This is what God is telling you. We didn't understand some of these things. So even as a pastor, you find that it's difficult to break through in, in, in Europe. Well, now we know we must deal with the altars, altars, altars. Yes, effortlessly ministry will grow. Effortlessly ministry will grow. Yes. So this one, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who. Jesus had to deal with altars in his family. Yes. Jesus, our Lord, he had to deal with altars. He didn't, that is why he didn't start his ministry just by going about to preach. The Bible said the Holy Ghost came upon him. But he didn't do anything. He was led into the, the wilderness to deal with altars. For 40 days and 40 nights, he sacrificed. His body was a sacrifice. Prayers and fasting. To deal with, 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 with ministerial failure. So that he could fulfill his purpose and plan and agenda God had for him. Today, we just get up and we do things anyhow. We will see no results. Or if we, even if we see results, it is minimal because it is just a slight relief and then you are back to square one. A slight relief and then you are back to square one. But God is giving us knowledge now. We are priests and kings. A king makes decrees. So decree now. You must in prayer make decrees and make declarations. You must take, you know, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are a priest. In the Old Testament, the priests, they were, you know their name? Pharisees. Pharisees were lawyers. So take the scripture, take your Bible, and begin to look at it. Ah! So, by his stripes I'm healed. Why is this thing called diabetes in me? I've seen this diabetes in my mother. I saw it in my grandmother. They cut the leg of my grandmother. Now at 40, this thing is coming. By his stripes I'm healed. I'm a, I'm a king. Okay? Any altar, family altar, that is sponsoring this diabetes. You must catch fire. I command it to be broken into pieces. I command it to be broken into pieces. And as you are praying against the altars, then you say, any covenant, any promises that was made, any curses that was made with an evil spirit to enforce 
this diabetes, you the evil spirit, I, I arrest you. Because you are, you, are, you, are, you are a priest. And you are using law, the law of the word of God. You are using the law of the word of God to, to make some legal demands. And law is absolute in the realms of spirit. So they must obey. And you come in the name of Jesus. By law, God has made the name of Jesus a very mighty instrument that at the mention of the name of Jesus, everything must now bow. So I say to you, you evil um, sickness in my mother's family, in my father's family, I command through the name of Jesus to be cancelled. You are dealing with the altars, the sponsoring power that is sponsoring the laws. Then you deal with the custodians, the human agents that are also there to enforce. You deal with the priest, the evil priest of the, of the altars. Every generation, somebody inherits it. So whoever is inheriting now, you will fall down and die by fire. Yes, you die. Because I'm not just dealing with, 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 the, with you as I'm dealing with the altar. Nobody should come and stand there and say, it's coming to continue with this altar again. Then, after that, you deal with those who were sponsored to enforce the covenant. And these are the witchcraft spirits. These are the human agents. These are the people that can even, the spirit, enforcing spirit can enter your boss and frustrate you at the workplace. The enforcing spirit can enter your wife and frustrate you in the marriage. The enforcing spirit can enter your friend and, and what? Frustrate you and take something away from you. The enforcing spirit they use human beings. That's why human beings now become devils. So you pray also against them. If you are not fortunate and the enforcers have actually worked in your life and now as I'm talking, they have, they have caged your blessing. They've caged you. They have actually put you in, in prison because they are spiritual policemen. They've actually now put your blessing in prison. They've arrested the joy in your marriage and put it in prison. They've arrested the peace in your body and put it in prison. Then you need to go to the prison place and also command all the prison wardens, wardens the spiritual prison wardens. My friend, don't you know that by a superior law, that altar that is sponsoring that constitution, uh, uh, that, the altar that has the, uh, sponsoring that wicked constitution, it has been crushed. You know, do spiritual coup. That is what it's called. Spiritual coup. Override that altar and do establish the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus said, occupy till I come. Let thy kingdom come. You must bring God's kingdom here on earth. I hope I'm talking to somebody here. I hope somebody's understanding what I'm talking about here. There are some families in the, the family of seasonal sicknesses. Seasonal sickness. Somebody must die. Strange sicknesses. Like, um, like even do you know this sickness? Um, what do you call it? Sickle cell. Sickle cell. Oh, Kala, Brasa, Dem, Rento, Kaba. That altar must be broken. That altar must be broken. Yes, it must be broken. So, as I'm here, I, I, I never got to know who my great, 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 whatever grandfather, and I don't even know which branch of the family is coming from. I don't know whether it's coming from a blessed one. And you know what, what I'm saying? On the positive side as well, you can have some families that are coming from blessed ancestry. Blessed. Because of something that a forefather did. I believe I want to sacrifice and give my life to Jesus Christ. So that generations after me, it will be legally right for me to have presidents coming from my loins. 
Prime ministers coming from Malloy's. Maybe not the first generation. Maybe not the second generation. But this thing I'm doing, let it be a platform, a blessing for the family to change the, 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 to change the, 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 the family tree. It was coming down poverty, hardship, disgrace, all sorts of... When it comes to my, my time now, and we are, we are, you know, my father and I, they have more than one child. So at least media, I want to, from my side, it must produce covenant children. It must produce, you know, certain things. Look, look, if you, if you trace some people, eh, you trace their history. Many, many great people, many rich, great families that we know here on earth. Do you know most, most of them have um, powerful ancestors that were good Christians? Rockefeller, for instance. Check the history of that guy. Check it. Even let me, a whole nation, Israel, one man, Abraham. How many years now? But look at the blessing that is still working on him. You can decide. So you keep on stealing tithes. Keep on doing abominable things. You are wicked. It is not just you, but you are, you are determining even children, your children's 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 destiny. Stop practicing wickedness. And practice righteousness and holiness. It is time to, to deal with altars. It is time. It is time. Kaba sobrandeleme. We are going to pray. Listen. Let me show you something. Gideon. Read it for me. Judges chapter 6. Verse 1. Judges chapter 6, verse 1. He said, Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Midian people for seven years. Uh -huh. And then what happened? And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves dens and caves and the strongholds which are in the mountains. Look at a pitiful way of living. But we are going to see what was the cause of this. That they are, even in their own country, they are, they are, they are, not, they are slaves. Their life is so pitiful. Some of us, that has become our stories. Pitiful lives. Pitiful lives. Pitiful lives. Pitiful lives. No, I was telling the story about how, how the very first time I sat in an airplane, I believe it was an altar. The altar, because before that, I was a Sunday school teacher, and I was doing a lot of things and praying, and I prayed. Nobody, I, nobody would ask me, but I'll be, I can pray throughout the night. As a young man, as a teenager, that was one of my hobbies. Fasting, I'll fast, I'll pray. Nobody, nobody taught me anything. I, just, I, I was just led. I don't know. Now I'm understanding some of these things. And then I, as a young person, I was a Sunday school teacher, teaching children. When I was teaching them, I'd just be teaching and demons would be manifesting. I didn't understand most of it at that time. Some parents were even fighting me. They said, oh, I've gone for some juju. I said, what juju? I'm just teaching your children. And the demons in them are manifesting. You are saying juju. And I'll cast them out. Then after some time they understood me and they were happy because they now they saw changes in the lives of their children. And I used to tell the children, I used to tell them, I said, me, I don't know how it is. When I look at my father's side, my mother's side, where is help coming from? 
But I used to tell them, me, I will spend dollars. My first job. And I will travel overseas to so many, many countries. When I was saying that, so sometimes Sunday, Thursday, Wednesday, every prayer meeting, every meeting, we carry speakers because we didn't have a church building. We were renting a school building, a school room. So I will carry, we were keeping the speakers in our house. It was close. It was maybe, maybe like half a mile or so. <clears throat> and I will carry big, big speakers. And those days they didn't have chairs, benches, wooden benches. I will carry all of them to the church. Pack all of it after church back to the home. And you see people who are posh, they, 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 they will be prancing about. And I used to tell the children, anytime I'm wiping these things, anytime I'm carrying a bench, I say, this is a hundred dollars. This is, this is my plane ticket for this country. I did not have any idea how it was going to happen. But can I shock you? You know how people, when you are going to travel, they have to go for interview for visa, interview for this, interview for that. I never went for any of those things. All I had, and you know, by divine inspiration, my mother forced me, took me to the passport office. Those days it was difficult even to get a passport. But my mother somehow knew the passport director. And he was like a, a family, a long family um, relative or something. And after prayer, we went, the guy helped. Within three days, he gave me a new passport. It was shocking in those days. And I didn't pay anything apart from the normal rate. So the passport was there. Then years later, but it was set, we had 10 years, I think three or four or five years later. That is when I was there, when this opportunity came. I never went for an interview. I never paid for my plane tickets. I never, even when, when, when I sat in the plane, everything was paid from the hotel I was going to sleep in free. In Hitru, um, um, they gave us two hotels. Um, it, we had them. Um, Holiday Inn in Heathrow. Every time I'm passing by them um, on the M4 and I see that hotel, I always remember. I slept there. That's the first from Accra, a boy from Accra, straight from there to that, that place. My first time I sat in the plane. I never went for any interview. They came to collect our passports, took our passports. The next time it came, I had a visa in it. And when I went, they even paid me to stay in that hotel. We spent, um, we spent one week or so. And every day they were giving us per diem, dollars, not even cities. Yes, dollars. This is altar speaking. But as a young guy, when others were doing womanizing and drinking, I was busy fasting, praying. I was strange. I was very strange. Reading, fasting, reading. Yes, you see me very quiet, but the moment I'm doing something for God, I'm wild. Yes, and, and you see, I'm telling you this, not to boast, but I'm telling you to let you know that altar speak, the altar of holiness, the altar of prayer and fasting, he spoke for me. I never, ever had to go for anything. Now you see some people, even they have become some way. You have to divorce your husband, you have to divorce your wife, you have to, just to get papers. You are doing kululu kalala. What, what are you setting? What, what foundation, what altar are you setting? Please, it will come back to you. It will certainly come back to you. For whatever a man soweth, he will reap it. Before, we will close our eyes on this. But now, I can't. I just can't because 
The anointing that is on me, the fire that is burning in me, I just cannot. Yes. Realize that the more you are trying to, you are getting closer to God. God now demands a higher level of uh, uh, something from you. If you don't believe me, ask Moses. He was asked to what? Speak to the rock. He struck the rock. It's a simple mistake. God never forgave him. Because of that, he didn't go. And even that, it was because of altars. The altar of anger. Do you know that Moses came from Reuben's tribe? Yes. He came from, and Reuben, we knew, Reuben was the cast, the cast firstborn of, 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 of the patriarch. And Reuben was a very, Reuben and his and Simon and Levi or some one or so he took some rodders. Do you know, they went to kill a whole village of people. Reuben had anger issues. Very angry. They went to kill a whole village of people. The people, do you know how it happened? They told the people, the people came to tell them, that, oh, your sisters, we love them. They look very beautiful. Can we marry them? They said, only on one condition. Go and circumcise yourself. So the men in the village, all of them circumcise themselves. If you have a son and you know what circumcision is, you know what I'm talking about. After three days, they didn't come the first day. They waited until three days when there was inflammation and there was severe pain. They didn't have any analgesia. They didn't have any paracetamol. They didn't have anything. So they were in proper pain. I'm sure some even died because of infection. And when they were weak and they couldn't do anything, that is when Rupin went and killed all of them in anger. And the father was not even happy. Rubin was cursed. And Moses came from that lineage. The altar was already laid and the covenant of anger was there. You don't even know why you are always angry. Check your mother. Check your father. It is coming from somewhere. It is coming from a certain altar. Oh, I wish I had time to deal with these things. I really wish I had. And uh, you put it there. Now it came to pass on the third day when they were in pain. Yes, that two of the sons of Jacob, Simon and Levi, uh, uh, Dina's brother, each took his, um, his, his sword and came boldly upon what the city and killed all the males. And, 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 and what that guy, Moses, he came from one of these guys. He came from one of these guys. Yes. Check it. You do a, a proper study, you see what I'm talking about. Hmm. So, look, Genesis chapter, uh, Judges chapter 6. I'm going to finish in a few minutes' time. I'm going to run up and I'm going to pray. This one, after, and after this knowledge, don't just say I'm preaching good or the, the message was powerful. Implementation, that is my favorite word now. God says I do. God says I do. God says I do. God says I do. Implementation. Without implementation, you, you are behaving like a fool. The Bible says that he who hears the word of God and doeth them, he is likened unto a wise man who built his house on a rock? Eh? So when the rains came, the floods came, the winds came, it stood. But he who heard the word and didn't do it, like a foolish man. So me, I implementation. I hear, I do. I discover, I implement it. Straight. I don't waste time at all. Dilly dallying, arguing, and all those things. No, it's a sign of an altar deficient of fire. It is a sign of an altar that has got strange fires on it. Arguing about the word of God. Dilly-dally. No, 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 no. 
Implementation is my favorite. And I've told the workers in Ghana, implementation is my favorite. I told them some favorite words. One of them is enamored. Enamored. E-N-A-M-O-R-E-D. Enamored. You must have, it means, enamored means what? Having some tender, nice feelings. You must have nice feelings about God. You must fall in love with God. Then you find out that what you are calling sacrifice, not sacrifices, rather love. You don't say, oh, wife, see how much I love you. Look at the things I'm, I bought you. Look at this I'm doing. Look at the sacrifice I'm doing. No, no, no. It's not love. Love doesn't boast about the sacrifice. Jesus never boasted about anything that he did for us. Enamored is one of my words. Then another word that has become my favorite word is steamy. Why does it spell it? S-T-Y-M-I-A. S-T-Y-M-I-E. M-I-E, right? S-T-Y-M-I-E. It means hinder, hindering. When you are preventing, some of you, you are stealing uh, the blessings of God. You are preventing the blessings of God from coming into your life. Because your altar is not being serviced. Every altar has got a custodian. Every altar must get a priest. And the priest is the one how to put the sacrifices on the altar. We are priests and kings. What are you putting on the altar of your life? What are you doing? Hallelujah. I have just five minutes. Five minutes. Let me see how much you can get from it. You can get from this. Now, he said that because the Midianites, because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves dens, caves, strongholds, which are in the mountains. Their life was miserable. Continue. Then, so it was, whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up. Also, Amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them. And what would they do? Continue. They would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. This is describing somebody's life right here. It's describing somebody's life. But you see, this is a result of altars, but you might not know. It's a result of others. They were encamped. Whenever produce comes, that is when the Midianites will come and the Amalekites will come. Nowadays, you will not see any Midianites, you will not see any Amalekites, but they are spirits. It's spirits that were playing out through the Amalekite people. It's spirits that were playing out through the Midianites as altars. Now, now, you know, see, look, this spirit eh, it is so very rife in, 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 in overseas. Uh, those of you that are living in the Western world, it is very, very powerful there. Don't you see what is going on there? You work and work and work, you, you don't see your money. You are always busy, stressed, stressed out. The system has been designed eh, because the altars that have been erected there, you will work and work. Now they want you to work until you are 70. You work until you drop dead. From from, <laughs> you know this song. He said, "He came from heaven to earth to show the way from the grave to cross. My death he paid from the cross to <clears throat> no. I think said from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the ground. And Lord, I lift your name on high. Yeah." From the grave to the sky, rather. Lord, I lift your name high. By you. 
they want your story to be, he came to UK to work and work and work from the workplace to uh, from the workplace to sickness in retirement from retirement two years and after two years to the grave oh what a foolish life to live that's, that's the story of some people you you are exempted you are exempted from this, this. they work and say, I'm building mansions my soul rejoice the day they retire they go two three months they are dead. This Midianite thing is very dead. You work and work and work and work, but you see nothing. You kill yourself trying to amass wealth, you see nothing. Check the people ahead of you. I mean, that's always the marker. Check the generations ahead of you and look at their history. When they came, look at them. Yes. So when I see people who think that, okay, they can do things by themselves without God. They can do their things by themselves without the help of God. Oh yeah, Midianite spirits are waiting for you. They will chop your money. Every time there is a bill for you, every time you go, there must be no sustenance list there for you. Sometimes you are working, you are earning maybe 3,000, 2,000, 1,000, 500, even 500. Eh? But every end of the month, you are in your overdraft. What is going on? Amalekai spirit. And this is all to do with altars. The, the country that you are living in, there are altars there. You too have decided that you will not pray and dismantle the altars. It is God that gives you power to make wealth. And the power is to deal with the altars. But you, you said no. You can do it in your own strength. So crack on. Crack on. You just become a statistic like those who are ahead of you. Those who came 20 years, 10 years ahead of us, look at them. Now you see them. They have shoes that they wear. <laughs> Let me describe certain things for you. They have shoes they wear. They stayed in the country, so they wear flat shoes. And you see their ankles are swollen and they walk some kuchere, kuchere, kuchere way. See them at Funua, see them at Aldorans. And they have wigs. And, and when you look at them, the first thing that comes into your life, this woman has given up in life. And you see a woman with beard, he doesn't even care anymore. A woman with beard, he doesn't even care anymore. Being in the papa, mommy Samu, papa Samu, go back home. He said, the, 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 the thing has gone into his head. And you, you come within your two, three years, five years that you're saying here, you said, you are going to do greater things. <laughs> I laugh at you. And you know who, said, who else is laughing at you? The altars, they are laughing at you. Say, look at this JJC, Johnny just come. What do you think you are doing? Don't you know there are limits based on the covenants here? Don't you know? Ah. You know, one of the things that one of the things that I used to say before I used to live in the UK, one of the things that I used to say, as a flight attendant, we, we come to you, we come to UK, we go to America, we go to different countries. And every route has got characteristics. When you when you do American routes, the American guys, they are always buying things, duty-free, and giving. They'll give you money, they'll give you, I you know, they are friends. But when you come to the UK, landing with very stiff, very too known people with some weird way of dressing, eh? I found, I found it very strange when, when I wasn't living it. But when I came to live in it, I found myself doing the same thing. And we never give. We buy nothing. Duty-free, they won't mind you. 
And I found myself doing the same thing. Why? Because the authors were speaking. It is, hey, pound. It's difficult to get the pound. I'm not going to buy even my perfume. I found myself doing the same things. So, I've decided that, no, 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 no. If, if, if I sit on an aircraft, I, 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 I will try and, even if it's 10 pounds, I'll buy something. And break myself out of this. Even if it's 5 pounds, I'll buy, I'll look to the degree and buy, if it's a pen, I'll buy a pen. If it is something like 20 euros, I'll buy it. And purposely with a mindset, with a certain mindset, I'll buy it. I, I don't want to, I don't want to do that because... The authors of the country that you have come to live in, it has made you very stingy. It is part of the revelation of the covenant of the authors of the country. Say, hey, you don't know how you have to work, work, work. Yes, it is the author through which they, are, they, you know, they enforce certain things in your life. Covenant. So you become stingy. You become mean. You know, you, you, don't, you, you find it very difficult. Say, pound. Say, you don't know how it's difficult to get a pound. And you become very, very stingy. Yes. We don't have time. Look, I can't go into the whole story. So let's end here. If you want more, join me in the Rema service. Lift up your hands and let's begin to pray. We are going to pray against altars. The country that you are living in, it has got its altars. Then your own ancestral altars who are there, which is also followed you. And you are saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but look at the realities. Because spiritually, there's nothing on your altar. There's no fire on your altar. There's nothing on your altar to superimpose and you know, override. Yeah. It is God that gives power to make wealth. Power to deal with the altars. Power to deal with the covenants of the altars. Power to deal with the spiritual enforcers of the covenants of the altars. Power to release um, um, blessings that have been now sentenced to prisons. Yes. Are you ready to pray? And don't think that you pray once, you pray 40 days fasting, you done all those. Be consistent. Me, I was telling them this morning in Ghana that do this prayer, you 15 minutes, consistently. Do it. Get up 15 minutes and pray to, to February about all this. You will see a great change. You, everything you have to struggle about it. Everything you have to struggle about it. Why? All this are speaking. All this are speaking. Evil all this are speaking. Not good all this. It is now time for us also to cry because Christ has become the altar and the sacrifice. Based on that, we must now through prayer that, ah, that is why the Bible says that we must not stop praying. So keep on praying. Always there must be fire on your altar. So that the sacrifice of your altar is speaking better things. Which is the blood of Jesus. And your offerings. And your tithes. And your giving. And your every good thing that the, your praise, your worship. All these things must constantly be on your altar. Sometimes in the night you don't need to pray. I'm binding, I'm binding. I'm just thanking God. You engage through prayer of praise. Put praise on the altar. Sometimes, without any pastor telling you, bring money. Take something. Put it in an envelope and say, I'm going, God, this is between me and nobody knows. And you go and put it on the altar. Or you send it electronically. This is just between me and you, God. Nobody knows about this. 
But after my 15 minutes prayer, this is, this is between me and you. So there are different kinds of offerings and sacrifices you are putting on the altar. Sister, why won't you be blessed? You will be too blessed. Too blessed. Today you are saying you are blessed. You are too blessed to be stressed. But the realities are not so. Because altars are still speaking. You see, what has been happening is that. Let me explain something to you. What has been happening is that. You come to church. Maybe you have a sickness. So you come to church. Somebody invites you to church. You come. I come. I said, Pastor, I come and pray for you. I say, come out. Be healed. You start manifesting, shaking, dancing, doing all sorts of things. You fall down. The demon comes out. I say, get up and check. Hey, miracle. We thank God. We bless God. Okay. What have we dealt with? We have dealt with the, prison, the, the, the blessing that was in the prison. We have dealt with the prison wardens and have asked them to release you. Release the blessing. So the blessing has come out. The blessing of healing has come out. And you are enjoying it. But now, they are spiritual. You know, every case, policemen, crown in UK, they are called crown prosecution service. Policemen and judges and lawyers, they work together to bring a case against you. So they are there. You have only dealt with the prison and the prison warden. So your blessing is out. Your healing is out. You are jumping. But you haven't dealt with the, 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 the prosecution, the police people that came to arrest and all those, those things. You haven't dealt with that. Okay. As well, you haven't dealt with the law by which they came to arrest you, which is the covenant of the altar. You haven't dealt with it. Then you haven't dealt with any custodian of the altar. You haven't dealt with that. And you haven't even dealt with the altar itself. The altar is still there. So what is going to happen? They, they watch you. So once you are celebrating and say thank you, thank you, the instructions will come from the altar. Say, go and rest him back because the law is still there. He hasn't canceled the law. You have just set him free, but he hasn't canceled the law. That's why he said, I think it's in, it's in Isaiah, it says, will the lawful captive, will the lawful captive be set free? lawfully, legally, they can now come because you have, the altar is still there. So if you want you no know, permanent blessing, destroy the crown prosecution service, use legalities to cancel the law, rewrite the law. In fact, do a coup and say, hey, this constitution and this base of this altar, it is cancelled and enforced because you are a king, you are a priest. Do it. That is when you get lasting breakthrough. That is when you see that without struggle, things will happen for you. Without any struggle. Because you have dealt with whatever would have caused covenants to be active, evil covenants to be activated, evil uh, police forces to be working against you, evil prison wardens to, to be working against you. You've destroyed the whole chain. You've destroyed the whole chain. And the head, the source, is the altar. Whatever you are going through in life, the head is the altar. I want you to get ready and determine with great holy anger. The anger you see, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, they are just prison things. The real issue is the altar. Yes, some people, through your father, through your mother, through your grandmother, you know, incest, lust, mental, you no, know, and let me, when we talk about mental disease, the mad person is not the one that has, it's not only the one that has stripped himself naked. There are levels of madness. Sometimes the way you behave towards your husband, the way you behave towards your wife, it is a form of madness. 
God, there's no reason for you to behave that way. You just get angry for no reason. You just you know, think certain stupid thoughts for no reason. And you wonder, it's not sanity. You. There's a spirit of madness that is causing that. You found the scripture says, Shall their prey be taken from the mighty or the captives of the righteous? Give me another version that says, the, 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 that uses the legal word. I think the King James Version uses. Yeah, it says, Can plunder be taken from the captives, the lawful or, or, or captives, or be rescued from the fierce? Give me King James. King James. King James, not New King James. Uh-huh. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? The lawful captive. That's what the, all the translations, they are missing it. The lawful captive. So by law, the order has, is, is, is law. Somebody invoked a spirit and by law now, the spirit has got access to affect not just you, generations after you. And now that madness is manifesting. You behave like a mad person. You sometimes even dress like a mad person. Your color combination is like you are mad. The way sometimes you carry yourself is like you are mad. But you don't even know that it is a form of madness. But God is going to deliver you. Mental illness. It's not your fault. Don't give yourself a heart attack. Stop having a pity party and stop feeling sorry for yourself and rise up because you are a priest, you are a king. Jesus has, has made us. It's not about to make it. He has made us. The problem is you are not. You don't know legalities. You are like a lawyer that is not a learned lawyer that knows how to win cases. So that is why Satan is doing all these things. There is hope for you. Rise up, as I've taught you now. Rise up. We are going to attack all. Yeah, we bless God and we thank God. I believe that you prayed alone. Listen, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. It's so important that you keep on praying these prayers. This is the secret to lasting breakthrough. Lasting breakthrough. Lasting what breakthrough. If anybody hates you, if Satan wants to destroy you, he will disconnect you from altars that have got fire. That's why. When somebody wants to disconnect you from a, a water like salvation clinic, where the fire is there, then that person really hates you. Doesn't matter how they come to tell the story, how to create offense, suspicion, or whatever. Don't, 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 don't even allow because they, they hate you. Maybe it could be that authors, family authors are even fighting against you. That's why, you know, they, they can do that. What happens on authors? We are going to have our community. People's lives are caged on altars. Some people, you can be in America, but your destiny has been caged somewhere in some altar. Materials can be used on altars. Pictures can be used on altars. People's wealth can be swallowed on altars. People can be tied on altars. Lives can be reprogrammed on altars. They can be reprogrammed. They are supposed to do this, but they will reprogram something. You find... That is why, you see, you are a doctor in Ghana. You come to the UK, you are a cleaner. Your life has been reprogrammed. You have been reprogrammed fast crack. And before you are aware, 10 years have come, and you are still a cleaner. And meanwhile, you are a doctor. Who told you to go there? Family hotels, so they push you there. Your life has been reprogrammed. People's life can be controlled also remotely by authors, regulated by authors. 
destinies can be what manipulated on evil altars. Yeah, that is why I'm telling you that manipulation through altars. The, the altar will say this person, for instance, the altar will say this person you are not supposed to marry because according to the laws of the altar and the covenants on the altar, no woman is supposed to marry. Now somebody has come to propose to you. Okay, let us use the tool of manipulation. So they will use somebody eh, to come and destroy their relationship. Yeah. Sometimes they can manipulate you to, to go into wrong relationships. Wrong ones. But we are going to have communion. Any destiny has been manipulated from any satanic altar is going to be reversed. Your glory can be maneuvered. Your progress can be hindered or stymied. Your growth can, they can place embargoes on your growth. Yeah. Your progress can be regimented. They will say, okay, let us be little, 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 little progresses here and there. Your health can be poisoned on an altar. All these things can happen on altars, evil altars. That is, that is, yeah. So we are going to pray. I want you to take your communion bread. We are priests. A priest stands and ministers unto God. God says he has made us priests unto God, his Father. Jesus Christ, before he died, the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And he, you know, after he had finished eating, he took bread. And the Bible says that he broke the bread like this. And he said, this is my body. It has been broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And before then, he had told them that if you don't eat of my flesh, you have no part in me. So we as priests, we want to also carry on with this sacrament. It's an apostolic doctrine initiated by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. That as a priest, take communion, eat of the flesh. And if you eat of the flesh, you have life. He's the bread of life. Whatever altar is speaking against you, as you eat of the blood, the body of Jesus Christ, its power is going to be broken. Sin's power will be broken. The altar's power will be broken. That thing that drives you to anger, it will be broken. That thing that drives you so that you don't even know what to do, you are confused with yourself, you've lost interest in the marriage, you've lost interest, you know, there's no sexual appetite, there's no, there's no, um, there's no interest whatsoever. The blood, it is, it is a, it is a manipulation, a manipulation to ensure that you end up a, 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 a bitter old prune of a woman or a man. Living by yourself with your cat. It's a manipulation to make that happen. But as you eat of this blood, as you eat of this body, that manipulation and the power of the altar, the altar is going to break. The altar is going to break. This evening, I, I'm trusting God for strength so that we will pray. We will pray. And I want to do it on Zoom. I want to do Zoom as well so that I'll give you a link. So you can come home. If you are not serious, stay at home and don't watch. It's fine. If you are serious, I'll put the link there. Join me. When you are coming, make sure you are, you are coming to pray. And two, make sure you are going to do all necessary rites to put something on the altar of prayer. It's going to be by Zoom. Now, look at your mother's life. Look at your father's life. 
eat of the body of Jesus Christ so that you be exempted through the destruction of the altars. The body of Christ I presented to you. Please take yours, eat it. But at the same night, when he was betrayed, he took the wine, a cup of wine, and said, This is the blood, the cup of the new covenant. Then it's a new covenant. Madam, Madam, Madam Priest, Brother Priest, Madam King, this is time to king it all. You have to king it and you have to do your priestly duty. Enforce, make some declarations. Against the authors that are speaking against your life. Make some declarations. There are some families, it doesn't matter what, you will be sexually abused. Everybody got sexually abused. Everybody got sex, either through incest, either through, you know, an uncle, either through, uh, even, even fathers and mothers. Everybody, and it's like generational thing. But that altar will stop talking. It, it is going to be silenced through the blood of Jesus Christ. You know blood speaks. You know blood speaks. And blood is put on the altar. The blood of Abel speaks things. The blood that they put on their altar is speaking things. But until we put the blood of Jesus and let the blood of Jesus speak for us, we will have no peace. The blood of Jesus is speaking for you, sister. Don't be afraid. The blood of Jesus is speaking for you, my brother. Don't, don't worry. Don't let your heart be troubled. The blood of Jesus. Just, uh, just stand as a priest and say, Libra da sacade la mago ba. To the blood of Jesus. Speak in tongues and declare to the blood of Jesus. Whatever is sponsoring born one, born two before marriage. Not my children. Whatever is sponsoring so that Nobody finishes university. Not me, not my children. Whatever is sponsoring sicknesses and diseases, whatever altar, break, catch fire, custodians, fall down and die. Enforces, let your wings catch fire. Prisons, be blown into smithereens. And release my blessing. 2021 is a year that God has ordained for me. I am in 2021. I speak as a priest of God and I declare chronologically me and my family, we are all crossing over peacefully, prophetically, dancing and smiling, not in pain, not with hospital, not with bandages, not with medications. Speak like that. As our king speak, as our priest minister unto God, the blood of Jesus, drink it. Lift up your hands. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Every altar that is speaking against you, a greater altar has come to destroy it. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. In Jesus Christ, mighty name. Amen. Listen, I, 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 I'm led to do this thing with the Zoom. This Evening Rema service. So please come. We will teach the word of God and we are going to pray. It's going to be on Zoom. If you want 
to join the prayer, you need to get the Zoom link. I'll put it out. The, the media people put it out on our platform. And it's, it's, it's not something that there's a price to pay. That's what I'm saying. If you are not serious, don't come and waste my time, please. No, come and waste the time of the Holy Ghost. This is for people who have seen, caught a revelation from what I've been taught. And say, we don't want what we are seeing. Enough is enough. And when you are coming, bring offerings. Bring something to say, God, I'm putting this also on the altar. Yes. And I am just going to pray with you. You will see. You will see. The God of Elijah will talk for you, will speak for you. So it is well. God bless you. And I, I want to appreciate your, your, you watching and you listening. Listen to it again even before you come for the evening service. And God bless you for those of you that are understanding things like tithing and offerings. Never stop. It is when you feel like stopping, that is when you have to keep on going. Yes. Never stop it. And don't say that because you are not going to church, so there's no need. Do you think authors are not going to speak because you are in church or you are not in church? No, no, no. Authors will speak despite whether you are in church, whether you physically meet or not. Authors are still speaking 24-7. So don't stop things that will also put fire on your altar that will speak against the evil authors. Never, never, never fall victim to that. So God bless you. Uh, for, for your giving and for your tithes. May the curse of, of stinginess may it be removed. And that mindset, oh, I'm giving too much. No, you are not. You are not. You are only doing things for yourself and for your future duties. And that is what the blessed person does. So I want to encourage you to keep on doing it and see that what you are doing is, is a blessing. So I'll leave you so that you'll get announcements and I'm going to meet you again. Let's receive the final message. The Lord bless you. You are in 2021, whether you know it or not. And therefore, you will die. You will see 2021. You will see it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.